Welcome back. All right. We are diving into the second episode in the series of taking care of our bodies and what that looks like in a practical way. So last week, if you didn't listen to that episode yet, go back to episode number 33, listen to what I shared about, does God care about what we eat and what we put into our bodies and let that fuel your fire for stepping in to this next phase of creating healthy lifelong habits today we're going to talk about preparing or setting yourself up for success. And I have some very practical tips that are going to encourage you as you prepare to start what I pray will be the last start that you ever have when it comes to getting healthy and making it a lifelong journey. So here we go. Hey y'all and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's live on mission together. Before we begin today, I wanted to take a minute to just say thank you to all of you awesome ladies who are listening and sharing and tagging me and leaving reviews. Like I want nothing else than to be a light for Christ in this part of your life. Health and fitness is something that I know we all struggle with, but I love sharing what God has done with me and I love hearing back from you guys. So at the end of this episode or pause right now, will you please go to the podcast and just leave me a review? Will you please? Please, if this blesses you in any way, share it in your stories, tag me so that I can share it too. I just want to create this ripple uh, effect of health and fitness and inviting Christ into this. So many women need to hear this, but our review for today is from Kelly Hayes. Uh, She says, I run a faith-based all women fitness gym, and she has helped me in many ways with my spiritual journey, personal growth, and business. Rachel is so down to earth and love how she shares her struggles past and how she turned her journey over to God and continues to do so. Rachel's inspiring in many ways. God speaks through her a lot to me, and I am thankful for her episodes. Thank you so much, Kelly. You know, I adore you. I know exactly who you are. All right. So this week we are talking about preparing to begin to make healthier choices. So why am I taking this time to encourage you to stop and prepare? Because listen, how many times have you started something that you just dove head first into and you were so excited about starting a nutrition plan or a diet or a workout program, but you really didn't give yourself time to prepare for it. You just dove in head first, and then you ended up overwhelmed by life, by circumstances, by the hard, and you just quit because it was too hard, right? If you're listening now, I can see, even though I can't see you personally, I can envision a lot of you guys raising your hands and saying, yes, this has happened to me, Rachel. How do I prevent that from happening again? And so first of all, let me say you are not alone. There have been so many times, if you listened to my story last week, I shared openly that I've started and stopped so many things when it comes to taking care of my body. It's ridiculous. But 
when I found the, the right programs, the right nutrition plan, but also when I adopted the right mindset to actually set myself up for success, then that's when things changed, right? So if you have failed many, many times before, I'm going to tell you something really, really sweet right now. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. I am such an advocate of taking our past struggles, our past failures and using them for good. So if every time you started and stopped before you stopped for a certain reason. So for example, my, my, some of my examples would be that like, I would say I was going to eat healthier, but I didn't make a plan without a plan or without some preparation. Like I was just kind of flailing in the wind. And whenever, you know, we had a, a meeting that would pop up and I wasn't prepared with food, I would end up eating what, whatever was, was closest, was easiest, was most convenient. And oftentimes the most convenient foods are not the best foods for our bodies, right? Or maybe you have started before and somebody made fun of you uh, when you went out to a meal and they were like, oh, why are you going to eat like a bird or eat that salad? And you're like, peer pressure, you know, I'm just going to order the cheeseburger, right? So whatever, we all have our own struggles. We all have our different strongholds. We all have those things that have kind of tripped us up in the past. I want you to use that this time to prepare because it's going to happen again. Okay. It's going to happen again get crazy. Life is going to get busy. Kids are going to have things that pop up or we're going to have meetings at work or, or trips that happen last minute. And, and, you know, those are all things that are just part of life and we can't use those things as excuses, but we can use them as reasons to prepare for them when they happen again. Okay. This week, I want to give you some very, very practical steps and listen, I don't want you to dive straight into whatever it is you're committing to right now when I'm recording recording this, I am actually getting ready to go through a four week gut health protocol program with a lot of other beautiful women. And I am not going to let them just you know, get access to this program and dive straight in. We are actually going to take an entire week to prepare ourselves, to prepare our minds, our bodies, our refrigerators, our homes, everything so that we can actually start strong and stay strong. Right. So that I do think that preparation is key when it comes to create creating healthy habits and sticking with the commitments that we make for our bodies. And Wendy speaks says this so well, this is a quote from Wendy speak. She says, before you fill your heart, you have to empty your heart of what has been filling it. The same is true in your kitchen. Okay. I think that's so good. I can probably guess that right now, while you're listening to this, there are foods that are actually in your home that are tripping you up. Foods that you maybe turn to when you feel stressed out or tired after a long day with the kids or, you know, foods that just seem convenient and you grab them without even thinking about it, right? For me, that would be... Oreos. That would be a cereal. I love cereal, but cereal, you guys, if it comes in a box, there's really not much nutritional value for us. Let's just face it. That's just reality. But those convenient foods are things that I can turn to whenever I feel lazy or too tired to make dinner or sometimes emotional, you know, those, those empty carbs, as we call them sometimes fill our bellies temporarily, but they don't fill our bodies long-term or do much that is healthy. So 
We are going to talk about practical steps to prepare yourself for the nutrition that you are committing to, but also talk about workouts and also talk about our hearts. Because like I've shared before this year, my scripture verse is Proverbs 14, one, and it says a wise woman builds her house and the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. And we are today talking about how we can build, build our futures, build our health, build our homes intentionally so that we can live our healthiest and best life possible. All right. So let's just start with food. Let's start with food. Tip number one, empty your house of the things that are tempting you get rid of those foods. And I don't care. I don't care if your kids like them. I don't care if your husband likes them. If you are doing this for you and you want to be the best version of yourself, your kids can have the goldfish or the Oreos or the Snickers bars whenever they go out. Okay. When you go to a ball game or when you go to a movie or something like that, why don't we make those things treats for our families? Just like they should only be treats for ourselves. Let's create a ripple effect of health and fitness in our home. Okay. So get rid of those things that are tempting you to, to fill up on foods that maybe you find yourself thinking about a lot, things that are high in sugar, highly processed, you know, absolutely bag them up, throw them away or donate them to a local food, food shelter. That would be awesome. If you don't even have to feel like you're throwing money away, just donate them to a local food shelter. And don't forget, Look, where did you hide that last Snickers bar? Where did you hide that last bit of chocolate? Where did you hide those treats so that nobody else would know they were there or so that you know you would be guaranteed that they were there whenever you had an emotional crash and you wanted to eat? Get rid of it all, okay? Get rid of the wine. Get rid of the, the uh, like I said, the like get rid of it. If it tempts you, if it's something that you binge on, that you turn to in times of stress or emotion, then it needs to go. If it's not there, you're a lot less likely to eat it. All right. So that's tip number one, tip number two, when it comes to food, make a plan make a plan. And so I am not, I know that we're not all going to absolutely have every single morsel, every bite prepared or planned out for our week. For me personally, the way that I make a meal plan is that I just meal plan my dinners. I pretty much know what I'm going to eat for breakfast every day. I'm a simple Sally. I eat the same things over and over, but if I have my dinners planned and I have the food on hand to cook those, then I'm a lot more likely to actually stick to that plan. And then also to, to make enough for dinner so that I can have leftovers for lunch, right? So meal planning is really not as complicated as we make it sound. Think of some of your favorite meals. If you like burgers, you can still cook burgers and eat them in a healthy way. I love a burger salad kind of gal, right? I just skip the bun, put the burger on a salad, put in all my favorite veggies, a little bit of avocado and some, some, um, simple ranch dressing, right? Like that's still one of my favorite meals, but it's empty of all the empty carbs that I used to have before. Right. So like, if you like spaghetti, you can make spaghetti for your family, buy a spaghetti squash, cook it on Sunday, have it prepared, and then make the meat sauce and the noodles for your family. You serve the meat sauce over the spaghetti squash, right? If you love tacos, you can do salsa, 
chicken tacos in the crock pot and serve it over cauliflower rice, still have all the yummy flavors, all the filling things, but also all the good food that actually helps your body be stronger and healthier. What do you like to eat? Make a meal plan around those things. Prepare to make it healthier in some ways. It's, I don't have to give you recipes. You can Google, you know, clean eating tacos or cleaned up tacos or you know, things like that. And you can find simple recipes to do it, but make sure that you have a plan for what you're going to eat. And here's a second piece to that. So the second part to making a plan is actually plan around what's happening in your week. Mamas, we know what's coming up. We know, I know you have a calendar with kids events and, and work meetings and church events and all those things. Like I am pretty sure I'm talking to mamas who are like me, who have a fancy planner and you write everything down, right? If you have, if you know, you're going to have a baseball practice on Tuesday night at five 45 and you get off work at five, but you've planned this like absolutely elaborate meal to cook. There's no way that's going to happen. Right? So on Tuesday, baseball practice night, put some chicken in the crock pot before you go to work that day or around lunchtime. If you stay home and let it cook and let it be ready when it's time to eat dinner. And that way you have actually like prepared in advance and know that you will not be tripped up by events that are coming this week, right? If you know that you are going to be at work all day long on Thursday and you won't get a break and you won't get to leave for lunch, instead of ordering that burger and fries that everybody else at the office is ordering, plan to have a lunch to take with you. Let's be good stewards of the things and the time that God has given us. And if you sit down and you take five minutes to look at your calendar and make your meal plan based on that, you will be so much less likely to get tripped up and to let life happen to you and get you off track. All right. Now, all this to say, you guys, life is going to happen. You are going to get off track. And if you're expecting not to this time, then you are setting yourself up for failure. But again, we can learn from our past mistakes, our past trip ups, and actually use those to help us prepare better this time. Another tip when it comes to making a meal plan is, you know, some people only plan for like the next three days and that's okay. That's okay. If you want to plan for three days at a time, that's great. If that's less overwhelming to you, just start where you are, make a plan for tomorrow and the next day and the next day, and then you can reevaluate after three days and move forward from there. Third tip, prep prepare some food. We've already talked about getting the food out of the house. We've talked about removing those temptations that are tripping you up. Now we're going to prepare our home with foods that actually are life-giving, right? Stock your pantry and fridge with healthy food options. Don't go overboard. I don't want you throwing away produce at the end of the week. But now that you have a plan for your meals, you know what foods you need to buy, right? In our home, some of the things that we always keep on hand every single week are, you know, green leafy vegetables, whether to make salads or to steam kale or to make a a soup with, with some collard greens or something in it. We always have leafy vegetables. We always have fruit, apples, berries, grapefruit. Those are our standards, our go-tos, because I know that my family will eat those. Then we also have, you know, proteins. I always buy salmon. I always buy chicken breasts or chicken thighs and lean ground beef and eggs. Of course, those are the proteins that we eat the most and you can freeze them. You don't have to like buy them, let them go bad and then throw away a lot of money. No, 
buy them and freeze them if you're not using them within the next few days. Boil some eggs on Sunday so that you have those to snack on or your family does as well. Then also healthy fats, you know, things like avocados, things like olives, things like olive oil, coconut milk, coconut oil. Those are some standard healthy fats that we have in our home that we either cook with or we add to our meals. Okay. So stock and prepare your home for, for healthy eating. All right. Another couple of good things that you can buy. Rotisserie chickens are really good. You can buy them, stick them in the fridge, eat from them, make a chicken salad, put them in soup. That's a really good thing. And buy when it comes to vegetables, you know, Instead of thinking, oh, that's so expensive, buy seasonal vegetables, buy vegetables that are in season. How are you going to know they're the cheaper ones at their grocery store right now? Okay. So always buy seasonal. And that allows you to actually like be eating a variety of food that God created to, to sustain your body, prepare your food. Um, and if you, again, if you only prepare meals or snacks or food for like the next three days and not the entire week, that's totally okay. For me personally, I like to batch prep my food. So I will roast some vegetables, sweet potatoes. Um, I'll cook some protein. And so I can build meals throughout the week that actually help me stay on plan. You know, that is something that you can do. You can prepare all of your meals at once. I have some challengers, some clients who love to do that and they make all of their lunches or all of their dinners and have them stacked in the fridge. So they just pull and eat them. What's going to work best for you. This is not a one size fits all. You have to figure out what works best for you if you're going to stick with this. Okay. So we've talked about emptying your house of the temptations, make a meal plan, plan around life, plan around your calendar, meal prep, prep food for the week. And then the last thing I want to say is schedule your workouts. And I'm pretty sure for most of us, the workouts are a lot less intimidating than the actual like food and nutrition part is. And so, but I know a lot of people don't love to work out or maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to work out every morning for, for an hour. And then Monday morning rolls around and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I stayed up too late, whatever. But tips I want to share with you. And one that I share with my clients is schedule your workout, just like it's a meeting with your boss, right? If you have a meeting with your boss, you're not going to skip it for fear of losing your job, being fired, whatever. So think of your workouts. This is a meeting with yourself, but it's also a meeting where you actually have an opportunity to use it as a form of worship, right? And so really and truly, this may sound a little extra, but look at it as a meeting between you, yourself, and God. A meeting where you have the opportunity to show up, to move, and to worship him with the body that he's given you and to use it well, right? So when are you going to work out? If your only time is early in the morning when the kids are asleep, you know, you're going to have to go to bed a little earlier, right? Don't say I'm going to work out. I'm just, I'll work out sometime today. And then life gets away from you or, you know, you got kids that are needy or homework that doesn't get done and it's 10 o'clock and you still haven't worked out. That doesn't feel good. So if you know that you can work out while the baby naps, put it on your calendar. If you know that you can work out early in the morning while everyone's asleep, put it on your calendar, right? Put it, writing it down is it makes it 10 times more likely that your workout will happen. All right. So those are four tips for actually preparing yourself physically for starting your health and fitness journey. All right. Those are the practical steps. Scripturally, I want you to choose one or two verses that are going to meet you where you are. Like I shared my verse, Proverbs 14, one right now is a wise woman built her house with her own built her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. 
I chose that one because I have a lot of self-destructive behaviors that I can fall into. And I know that my choices I'm choosing. If I, if I skip the prep, if I skip being, having a plan, if I, if I don't get the foods out of the house then I have actively chosen to tear down my plans with my own hands. Right. And so that verse speaks to me. Maybe it is Deuteronomy 8, 3 that says man does not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Maybe it is, you know, Deuteronomy 2 verse 3 that says you've circled this mountain long enough now turn north there's a host a a just an an un I mean, it's just unbelievable amount of scripture verses that speak to this part of our life. Pray, ask God to show you, to reveal it to you. One of my favorite books when I started my own personal health and fitness journey that I read alongside God's word was Made to Crave by Lisa Turkers. I love that book. I still read that book. It is filled with scripture. It's filled with, with examples of how to tackle the issues that are so common for me and for so many other women. So prepare your heart spiritually, scripturally, have verses on hand that are going to fight temptations, that are going to fight against the weaknesses that you know that you have. So invite God into this. And the last thing I want to say as we talk about preparing to, to start making healthier choices, to start eating better, to start working out, one thing I hear from a lot of women is, what am I going to cook for my kids? What am I going to cook for my family? My family won't eat this. My family won't eat the way that I'm eating. I just feel defeated already. And I don't know where to start. I don't even know if this could work because my family won't eat what I'm eating. Listen, mom, you're a mom. If you said that we have to start with ourselves. We can't worry right now about whether the kids are going to eat the spaghetti squash or whether the kids are going to eat the, the, the hidden veggies and the tomato sauce. You know, we have to start with ourselves. We have to stop using excuses, using our family as an excuse not to be healthy. And I've been there. I've done it. So I can say that, you know, a lot of times, I mean, my kids do eat a lot of what I eat at this point. But it's not because they loved it. It's because I set the example for them and they got on board and I require my family to try everything. They hate it. I don't force it. But the more that you make healthier choices, even before anybody in your household gets on board, the more likely they are to follow your example. Now, kids will whine, they will complain, they will say, ooh, a whole lot, but it doesn't matter. The, the absolute, the, the fact that you have this opportunity to be an example and this area of life is going to impact them. So when you feel defeated, when you feel like giving up on yourself, think about your family. Think about the fact that they're watching you start and they're watching you stop if you choose to stop and ask yourself, do I want to set that example for them or do I want to be the mom who says, okay, I'm committing to this because my body is important, important to God. It's important to me. It's important to my family. And when they ask you why you're eating the, the leafy greens instead of the French fries or tater tots that you normally eat, that's an opportunity, opportunity to speak to them about this conviction that God has laid on your heart. You know, if you go back to Deuteronomy, I love Deuteronomy. I talk about it a lot, but you know, in that book, he tells us to live out our faith, to write it on our, our hearts, on our foreheads, on our, the doorposts of our homes. So that when our children ask us, you know, why are you doing this? Why do you believe this? We are ready with an answer. And I think that health and fitness is such 
a beautiful opportunity to tell our kids God, to tell our kids about our worth, to tell our kids about all the ways that and the things that God says about us and how he created us and how much he loves us. So instead of saying, oh, my family won't get on board, they won't follow along, they won't do what I'm doing, instead shift that mindset and think, this gives me an opportunity to talk about it, to tell them about my faith, to tell them about my God who created us so perfectly and who does care about what we put into our bodies. Oh, I love it. I love it when my kids ask me questions about anything like that, because it just opens a door for me to share my faith with them even more. All right. So I want to leave that with you. Next week, our episode will be about actually once you start Once you start following your meal plan, once you start getting rid of certain foods, once you start working out a week or two into it, what happens then? Because I can tell you from my own personal experience and as many years as a coach, we're excited about it now. But once we actually start the work and we actually start to make the changes, that's where doubt creeps in and that's where complacency creeps in and that's where old habits just kind of creep up. And so next week, come back come back to listen to next week's episode and be sure to put these principles into practice and be ready to, to face what happens once you start. So I'm so excited. I love, love, love sharing these tips with you. I love sharing what God has given me to share with you. And I pray above all else that you and you hear his voice guiding you and leading you to make these healthier choices because he cares. He cares for you so much. And so I am just excited for what he's going to do in your heart. Thank you guys. I hope you have a great week and I will look forward to talking to you again next week.